Hello, and welcome to the Vinyl Four. I'm Christian. I'm Randy. How you doing this week, Randy? Doing all right, man. Uh, same old, you so, know. It's yeah, same old. This week really felt same old, like in a in an odd way. Really? Yeah, it was just like wow. There's like nothing eventful, fucking happening this week. I feel you. It's also been oppressively hot recently. I bought some blackout curtains for most of my I living see. room. I see. To keep uh, the sun out, but uh, it's yeah, been, it's been hovering really around 100 hot. degrees. Like, yeah. It's been 94 minimum for like two weeks straight. Got a little and I'm wearing uh, a sweatshirt today. Today, I'm wearing a sweatshirt. It's like 89 <laughs> degrees, so I'm freezing. Same. No, I just, uh, I don't leave the house, so I get a chill from the AC. Yeah. That's that's why I'm wearing a hoodie. Me too. I got uh, called crazy on the other podcast, The Overlook Hour, because I told them that I like to keep my AC cool enough that it's comfortable to wear a long sleeve. Oh, yeah. More like an overshirt. I mean, you can just keep that at freaking. that's just like keeping it at 73. <laughs> yeah, true. Like, that's not that crazy. Is yeah. 73 crazy? I don't think so. I don't think so. I, if it gets too hot, you go even a little lower. Yeah. Sometimes. I'll go 70, 69, I'll, I'll go 69, 68 if I need to. Yeah, absolutely. I'll pay for it later, but yeah, we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll do what we got to do. Uh, I mean, I think the only eventful thing I really had going this week is, I know you saw it as well, uh, Talk to Me, the yep. film. Uh, by the time this episode's out, I don't know if that movie's even going to still be in theaters, but it seems to be doing quite well. Uh, it's a new, not A24 produced, but A24 distributed. Correct. Yeah. Uh, horror film, Australian horror film. Yeah. I don't I think know I that going into it. Me neither. Uh, I pretty successfully avoided trailers for it. I think I yeah, caught like a mini one in a theater once. Yeah. Uh, but what I saw didn't really give anything away. Though I will say, having seen the film, and I saw your letterbox score, it matches mine. Nice. Um, it was good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, it does horror very well. It's very yeah. creepy, very upsetting, but it doesn't do the drama very well. Or it no. seems like it's kind of just there, just because like they know that, they People be- like grief horror. I yeah, that was bugging me uh, yeah. a lot, and I was like, okay, the I did like the angle. Uh, spoilers, I guess. Yeah. Sorry for you're not tuning in to hear about t- talk to me or movies at all, but uh, I got to talk to Randy about this real quick. So uh, I liked the angle of coping with the grief via the drug of yeah a seance essentially yeah uh which i thought that was cool like it's an allegory for drugs or addiction or something like that i dug that but then i didn't i felt like they didn't do anything with it same yeah, yeah. i think we both think the same on yeah. that stuff yeah and it wasn't scary enough i mean i liked the the violence when it happened i thought it was intense and yeah. i was like okay this is the only reason why i feel like hereditary is being mentioned is because it's A24 distributed and fucking there's a scene where the younger sibling's face gets fucked. I was about to say, yeah, head trauma. Yeah, like that's the, hereditary too, baby. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Overall, it was cool. Um, I'm glad I saw it. I saw it in an absolutely empty theater. Um, four Same pretty much. Yeah. Four people total. Um, so myself and three others. Um, I think that was the exact count in my theater too <laughs> hell yeah uh 
I can't tell if they liked it. Everyone stayed yeah. through the end. Uh, nobody clapped. <laughs> uh, one thing I am going to say that you can tell that it's not A24 produced and A24 uh-huh. distributed is the font choice throughout the movie. Interesting. I hated it. And like the title font and like okay, the credit yeah, yeah. font, it's like that scribbly, like, ooh, isn't this sure, spooky? Yeah, yeah. Isn't this spooky? Uh, hated that. And I don't feel like A24 would have allowed that if they <laughs> produced the movie. That's funny. So I thought that was funny. Anyway, let's move on from Talk to Me. And I will talk to you, Randy, and y'all, the beautiful listeners, about a handful of albums today. Uh, we're finally in the realm of some real heavy shit. Uh, we haven't really gotten this brutal yet. Yeah. And uh, I'm so curious, Randy, of your takes on this, because I know that you enjoy some heavy music. Sure. But there is there is a level. And yeah. with our first band, we're going to do two albums by Artificial Brain. H- how you feeling? Uh, Infrared Horizon, we'll start with their 2017 album first. Uh, yeah, it's definitely not something that I generally listen to. Uh, I, I do like the sort of more melodic guitar parts. Yeah, they have a um, lot, which actually. is Yeah, it's actually kind of kind of surprising. It will even be very fast when it's like doing sort of more melodic things sometimes, mm-hmm. but... I know when it comes to the, uh, you know, the low growling and the super fast, uh, sort of heavier stuff, it, I guess it's pretty technical too. And I'm not really, I think I prefer a, uh, another band that's a little doomier, a little sludgier. Mm, mm-hmm. Uh, I, I kind of prefer a little more slow, like less yeah. technical in my uh, heavy music sometimes. Yeah. Artificial Brain is a, uh, Long Island technical death metal band. So you nailed yeah. what they are. Um, like I said, this album, Infrared Horizon, was released in 2017 via Profound Lore. Uh, my copy is on, I think it's called like Crystal Clear Vinyl, and it's just a fully clear vinyl. Cool. Um, this is their second album. I do not own their first one. I've just not come across it in the wild yet. Uh, first and second album from, I haven't listened to the first one a ton. Um, I think, honestly, only once all the way through. Because mm-hmm. um, when I listen to them, I do listen to them mostly on vinyl. So that's just how it goes. Um, So I know Infrared Horizon probably the best because that's the one that got me into them. And um, what hooked me was the vocal of just hearing this very buried in the mix in a lot of... Well, it's mostly when he's doing that real guttural. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's... And that's cheating. I'm doing a fake inhale sure. to do yeah, that. Yeah. I don't know what the hell he's doing to make that noise, but it you're, to me you're doing like the falsetto version of it. Exactly. Uh, yeah, his is way lower than that too. Yeah, it's like truly guttural. Uh, I think it can be to somebody who's not used to it. It can sound funny. Uh, like it, I think they've been called like Cookie Monster vocals okay, before. Yeah, it's been a long time since I've heard it exactly. described that way. But okay, yeah, yeah, I do remember that. That yeah. was a thing. Uh, for that style of vocal, and I feel like it's a little more. And I'm gonna egregious sounds like a harsh word, but just by the definition of egregious, sure. I guess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a little more egregious on the follow up album, the self titled one. Okay, I feel like there's a lot more muddied gutturals going on there. Yeah. But I'm into it, so it works for me. But I, I will say when I first listened to the next one, the self-titled, it was, it took me back a bit 
because I was like, oh, you're really going for it on this one. Uh, but then it, it really grew on me. Um, so Infrared Horizon, like I said, 2017, their second album. Uh, Randy, any standouts for you? Because I have, uh, I kind of went track by track on this, but I don't need to hit every track. So, Yeah, the two I marked are uh, Mist Like Mercury mm-hmm. and Vacant Explorer. Um, but honestly, a, a lot of it just kind of, it kind blends. of just picked two. Yeah, exactly. For the yeah. most part, but yeah. That's also, I found interesting this week, is it was hard to pinpoint specific songs on the majority of these albums. Yeah. Uh, the We'll get to it, but the Atlas Sound and Author and Punisher were easier. The yeah, first same. three, specifically the Aceve album, there's no point in picking a track. Um, uh, but yeah, for this, uh, you said, uh, mist of mercury that probably has my favorite vocal on it. Um, just absolutely guttural, but also really fucking intense. In a way that's not, uh, the same on the rest of the album. And you said vacant explorer. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that one has uh, one of my favorite endings, the song endings okay. on the album. Yeah, yeah. Really like how that wraps up. Um, the album opens with a track called Floating in Delirium. Uh, the vocals go hard. The music's heavy but melodic, as we've discussed. And I think that is really a standout about this band is uh, the vocal and the drums are really what makes this like heavy, in my yeah. opinion. Because the guitars, I mean, the bass tone, too, is heavy, but the guitars are often very melodic. Yeah, and it's, uh, like, produced very well. It's, like, yeah. actually, like, even when it's heavy, it's, like, very clear sounding. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, like, the, when the melodic moments, like, they really pop, too, like, that clarity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, this is, uh, I don't know, I'm not super into technical death metal. I'm just going to call it tech death from now on, because that's what sure. it's called. Um, I'm not super into tech death, but the stuff that I like, I think, uh, falls in this range of production. Cause I don't like hyper overproduced stuff. I think the closest I get to more of that quote unquote overproduced style would be like later cattle decapitation. Okay. Um, cause I think they're kind of considered technical I keep saying I'm going to say tech death and then I say technical death metal. Uh, They're kind of more tech death these days rather than grind. Okay. Um, Yeah. There's not many five, six, seven, eight minute long grind songs. So, (laughs) yeah. Um, But yeah, the production on this album rules. The first time I like recall hearing something along this style, uh, especially vocally. Uh, Do you remember Job for a Cowboy? I do. Yeah. 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 That's probably. That like, for me too. The pig squeal, guttural. Yeah. And back then, I think everyone said it was an inhale and like that was the cool thing to do. That's huh. what I recall. And then over time, that switched to don't do an inhale. One, it's cheating on the sound. And two, you're going to destroy your fucking throat if you do that. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. You'll, I mean, you can't get super loud with it, I don't think. Because that inhale that I do as yeah. a joke is pretty quiet. It's pretty quiet, yeah. Like it's not. Yeah, in a live setting, it wouldn't really, wouldn't really. uh, Unless you crank the like cup and crank the mic. Sure. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Whatever. Um, Going through the album even further, uh, synthesized instinct um, was the track that made me think of Job for a Cowboy. Funny enough, because just a vocal hit, and I was like, damn, 
Job for a cowboy rules. <laughs> uh, and then I wrote during uh, that song as well, like this stuff just washes over me in the best way. Um, and I love it. And I went to see it live. I saw Artificial Brain live. I think that was this year. Uh, it may have been tail end of last year. I think so. I think I, I remember think it, seeing the flyer. Yeah. I think it was this year. It was them, local band Dungeon Filth, and I can't recall who else played because I was there for Artificial Brain, but Dungeon Filth rules too. Um, I They were great performance-wise. It was at Boggs though, man. So the vocal, and he does that guttural. Well, it's actually yeah. not him. The vocalist is no longer in the band. Yeah. Uh, he did the self-titled album, their third album with them, and then quit. Um, I believe amicably there's no weirdness or nothing. Um, so the guy that I saw was a new vocalist and I really, really wanted to hear him and I couldn't fucking hear his vocal. That sucks. Yeah. It's one of the situations where, uh, if you're playing a venue and the PA isn't loud enough, the band should probably turn down, but you don't, if you want to play loud. Yeah. Well, it's also, I feel like in tech death people are there for the guitar and for yeah. the drums and for the bait like they're there for the music more so than the vocal Makes except sense, yeah. i do i know the crowd at one point told him like we can't hear you so they oh, like well. tried to adjust it and it didn't really work um and i know like cattle decap people definitely go for his vocal because he's insane <laughs> vocally um i did pull some lyrics surprisingly uh, I found the second, the third album, the self-titled that we're going to discuss, I found that one way more difficult to follow along with lyrically. Sure. Yeah. Um, but I did lock into a groove a little bit on infrared and it's really not that hard when you listen to a fuck ton of heavy music to get into the groove of the vocal and read along. But because of how this is presented and mixed and stuff, like I said, it just kind of washes over me in a good way. So like, I'll just drift. I'll be reading along and I'll drift and it's fine. It's yeah. a good thing. It's a good thing. That means it's taking me on a journey. Uh, but on potentially my standout track though, it may also be the title track. Um, I it's called static shattering. There is the lyric, uh, even streetlights and urinals flushing speak to me from beyond the void in my dreams, a ticking clock drifting device awaken this nightmare life. Welcome to your hell. I hope it's what you paid for. The lottery of time and tech has put me in this. I am not a soul. I am not a mind. I am just a consciousness. That's cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, they are a sci-fi band. I don't know if you... I saw that yeah, yeah. described somewhere, yeah. Like they they just, their lyrics are very dystopian future, sci-fi based. So uh, cool. they're, they're very grand and techy and all yeah. of that shit, so... A lot of it can be seen uh, quite cinematically, and I feel like that plays into the overall experience of the the music as well. Um, I love the intro slow groove on "Estranged from Orbit." Um, that's really all I got to say about that. It just kind of adds a little bit of a switch up to what's going mm-hmm. on a good bit. Love the absolute shit out of the title track. Um, like I said, that might be my standout here. Uh, the opening of Anchored in the inlaid arc uh, is bonkers. And high pi- the high-pitched screams are fucking cacophonous in a way that doesn't really happen on the rest of the album. 
Uh, from Mist of Mercury, there's the line, uh, we all vomit our ethics and gorge on example. Nice. That is fucking metal, dude. <laughs> yeah. That's a good ass line. Um, and it was on actually that song where it clicked for me, like the vocals and the drums are what's making this heavy, not really the guitars. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the album ends with a track called Ash Eclipse, bringing things to a pretty grand and satisfying conclusion overall. Yeah, I think. And we're just going to let's just roll in to Artificial sure. Brain, yeah, yeah. the self-titled, which but, is 2022. Yeah. Profound Lore, also on clear vinyl. The uh, album art for this one doesn't appear as sci-fi as no. the last one. The last one has a really cool like uh, Android robot sort of yeah. Yeah, Android drawing. I think it's more of just doesn't a really robot. look that metal. No. Looks the new like, one, you mean? Uh, inf- infrared horizon. Neither of them look super metal, really. Yeah. Uh, infrared even less so. Um, but the new one's what, like a tank covered in moss? Yeah. Kind of deal. So I'm assuming that's part of the robot wars. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. I don't know. I don't hey, fucking. If you're gonna know. give me a metal band that's more into sci-fi than fantasy, then sign me up. Hundred percent, they are. Oh yeah, yeah. I always forget you're not a fantasy. A lot, guy. A lot of fantasy and metal. So, I feel. Remind me for the last time. So you don't like Lord of the Rings. Correct. That's so fucked up. Because, <laughs> like, I don't give a shit if you don't like the books because I haven't read them. But you don't like the movies. That's uh, I, I've seen part of one of them. Oh! And I got bored. I, That's, I will say uh, yeah. that I fall asleep in a lot of movies, even if I do like them. But I definitely fall Same. asleep watching Lord of the Rings. I can fall asleep to any movie, even if it's my favorite movie. This also means that I'm out on watching Greta Gerwig's Narnia movies. I mean, I, I'm out on principle. Uh, but, uh, huh. I mean, that's fair. There's plenty of shit that people say is good that I don't care about. So yeah, whatever. I don't care. (laughs) I'll just, I just know to not invite you to the full day extended trilogy watchathon. Sure. Yeah. 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 Heard 2022 artificial brain self-titled album. Last one with their vocalist. I believe his name is Will Smith. Nice. I believe that is, uh, and I believe it's the Will Smith, like the one who slapped Chris <laughs> Chris Rock. Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. This album opens with a vocal that made me laugh the first time that I heard it because it's just I can't I can't go as low, yeah. but it just it's like, like super just, elongated, like frog noise, Cookie Monster vocal. It's great. Uh, but it made me laugh the first time I heard it and then it grew on me really hard. And now I like it quite a bit. Um, I said, it's the vocals more uh, lower and more guttural than ever. Uh, and much harder to truly follow along with the lyrics <laughs> because it just sounds like noise. So it's hard to find his syllables. I can't yeah, like yeah. catch his groove as hard. Um, but celestial cyst is, I believe the biggest track from the album after the title, I believe it opens with the self-titled title track, by the way, in the pantheon of bands that have a song and an album named after themselves. Yeah. This is up there. I love it. And I love when bands do that one day, one day, I promise, (laughs) I promise that clot is going to do it. Clot will have a release called clot. And we will have a song on that release called Clot. Hell yeah. And it will happen. It's, it's like my favorite thing. That's I don't know cool. why. It just always tickles me. Artificial Brain by Artificial Brain off the album Artificial Brain. God's Hate by God's Hate off the album God's right. Hate. Yeah, yeah. It's 
Awesome. Love that. Anyway, Celestial Cyst, I think, uh, streaming-wise, I think was the top track. And it is a really good track. The riff is killer, and there's a lot of vocal variants on there. And I noted this album feels more sci-fi to me musically. Okay. Uh, I don't really know how to explain that, so don't question me. But it feels that way. Also, there's uh, fucking synths and shit. On, I think both of these. Okay. Let yeah. me see. I wrote. I wrote a note about synth. That would make sense. Yeah, I feel like I. I it's not super noticeable, but it's mostly. I think it's on this album. Okay. Uh, uh, love the synth passage in a lofty grave, um, and their sax. Oh. I cool. looked it up to double check. Um, I'm remembering now that I couldn't remember which album, but it's on this album. And I double checked. I was like, is that sax? Is that <laughs> synth? Or is this all guitar with like pedals? And it yeah, was, yeah, it yeah. was sax and synth. Nice. Uh, so yeah, this one felt more sci-fi. Those were some of the elements that really like tweaked my ear about it. Um, were there any specific standouts? Kind of the same deal. You're just kind of picking. Kind of the same. I put yeah. glitch cannon on my uh, playlist. I love that uh, title. Yeah. Personally. Same. Uh, Glitch Cannon Rules, uh, Tomb of the Exiled Engineer is probably my favorite title on the album. Yeah. Good song, but I really liked the title. Uh, thought the album flowed very well, maybe even a little better than Infrared. Um, Parasite Signal is really pummeling, and I like it when they get pummeling. I felt this had kind of more variance to what was going on and got a little heavier. Okay. Uh, yeah. Which I dug. Um, <clears throat> there's a lot of like, I don't know if it's samples or like found sounds recorded um, like field recordings or whatever, but the ending of cryogenic dream world has a lot of really cool like soundscapes Hmm. going on that I dug. Um, And I think the one that goes hardest vocally is insects and Android eyes. Uh, There's a change up in how the vocals are going. I don't know if he's doing them or if there's like a guest or another member of the band, Yeah, but there's a lot of different vocal variants happening that I love a lot. Cool. Um, and then I think the best guitar work is done in Last Words of the Wobbling World. Uh, it's insane. And it starts around like the 2 minute and 30 mark. Uh, just fucking wild. Huh. And I think that's probably my favorite song. And that's how it ends. Nice. Uh, that one or uh, Embalmed with Magma. <laughs> cool. Also a good title. Very fucking good title. Uh, yeah, Artificial Brain. You weren't familiar with them prior just by the name, right? Uh, I don't think I maybe I'd heard the name before. Are they, you said they're from Long Island? Yes, they are. Nice. As far as the internet tells me. So, okay. What's that other, uh, hardcore band that's been around forever. That's from Long Island. That's really big incendiary. Oh yeah. You listen to them? No, me neither. (laughs) All I remember is that we played with them in like 2008. Oh fuck. Like which band? Uh, red handed. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. You have so many that I can't, I know they're like huge now and I have, they no are. Idea they, they just what they put, sound like. Really. They just. Uh, I'm not going to say anything, but they're not for me. Sure. Uh, well, I don't have anything against them. Okay, I guess I am saying something. Uh, I I have not listened to a whole album by them. It's just not the style of hardcore that I particularly like. I think it would be fucking really fun live. Yeah. That's how it. See that for most things on it's like artificial exactly. brain would probably be cool live too. Yeah. They were very cool, and I would have loved to hear the vocal. Yeah. True. Come on, Boggs. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so from there, we're jumping back to 2017 and sitting with the one that I have the absolute least amount of notes for, 
A Seath's Hopes of Failure, released on uh, Thrill Jockey on a solid gray vinyl. Cool. Uh, Pitchfork gave this a six, which uh, I would probably give it a seven and a half. <laughs> I don't fucking care. Uh, six still sounds pretty good for Pitchfork. For Pitchfork, yeah. yeah. For Pitchfork, that's pretty good. They did not, I don't think they reviewed Artificial Brain. Um, but how are you feeling about a seed? Uh, decent. Like I said, I, I kind of like the more sludgy, doomier, slower type of stuff as opposed to Artificial Brain. But yeah, at the same time, it is kind of like, it all kind of just Blend, flows into each note, other. Yeah. It's not really like, you know, you don't really have like, hits or singles released really with heavier music traditionally. Or if you do, it's kind of just like you just choose one in it, you know, and release it. Yeah. A hundred percent. I picked a standout track just for shits and giggles, but there's no fucking point because it's all, it's all just a wall of sound. And I don't, none of this is derogatory. No, it's, it's it's good. Yeah, it's good. This is what it is. Um, And this is capital D doom. Like this is a doom sludge glacial pace heavy riffage yeah big mean vocals uh you streamed it i listened on record uh there's no lyrics included with the lyric sheet and no lyrics i could find online or there's no lyric sheet included and no lyrics i could find online um and on spotify and Bandcamp, this is sectioned into 10 songs on record it is four tracks Oh, really? Yes. Weird. Yeah. So it is uh, Sever the Head is 11 minutes and 22 seconds. Towers of Dust is 8 minutes and 32 seconds. And then you flip the record. Huh. And then it's Barren Soul for 9 minutes and 3 seconds. Or Barren Soil, sorry, for 9 minutes and 3 seconds. And then Into the Sun for 13 minutes and 54 seconds. Huh. Yeah. So... If you have it on wax, it is it is different than if you are streaming it. And that is the biggest thing that I noticed. Um, That's kind of cool. It is kind of neat. Uh, just, I guess it makes it a little easier to playlist, I would assume, yeah. would be a reason for that. Yeah, I did notice that, yeah, there's basically only four song titles in this part ones, twos, and threes. Exactly, and- yep. And all those parts are, yeah, not necessary when you're actually listening to the album. Um. Again, I don't have a ton of notes. I bought this because we technically played with them. Um, oh, cool. We played Sabbath's Bloody Sabbath. Um, with Thou headlining the night we played. And then uh, the next night, Windhand headlined. But A Seethe in Order of the Owl and a couple others opened. And I went for a seethe because i was a fan of their album i think it's called throws uh t-h-r-o-e-s um and they didn't have a copy of that (laughs) so i bought this uh, to to support and i just was like i like you guys and it's not my favorite but i do like this album yeah um it's just a good doom album to throw on if you're in the mood for it i wouldn't i think the pitchfork review was pretty fair overall of just being like the other work they've done is a bit more varied this feels very what it is and that's mm-hmm. not bad but if you're wanting a little bit more variance that's not this okay, and i think yeah. that's kind of where i fall with it too huh. so again they were great live it's just bet, a yeah. wall of fucking sound and that just scratches something deep in my lizard brain that feels <laughs> really good 
For sure. They're uh, from Iowa City, apparently. I don't know oh. any really big current bands from Iowa. None. No. Uh, Slipknot. That's about it. That's the and one. Had, yeah, and I had some friends that were in bands in Iowa, and they're all in other states now. Yeah, well, there you go. But, yeah. If I had to pick one, I I really uh, highlighted Barren Soil. Okay, um, yeah. Just beats the chug riff into your fucking brain in a way that I like uh, quite a bit. You listen to or have you seen uh, Conan? Oh, not enough. Uh, every time I've listened to them, I really fucking like it, but I've not sat with a whole album by them and I've okay. not seen them live. Yeah. I've not listened to anything recorded, but I did see them at tree fort. I've heard one year huge live. It was pretty, pretty rad. I saw yeah. them really late and I got kind of the doom, the doominess and like the bass and everything. Honestly, almost like put me to sleep, st- like standing up. I got like Hell in a really yeah. weird, like meditative state. But dude, it's so good. Uh, I had earplugs in because it was incredibly loud, but they 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 were awesome. Hell yeah, I need to see them. Fucking primitive man's coming back uh, nice. in September. Um, oh, it might be it might be the week this is coming out, September twelfth cool. actually. <laughs> okay, so nice. they'll they, hey that might be today. Want to go see primitive man tonight? <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. <clears throat> So yeah, a seethe, hopes of failure, uh, good doom record. I recommend yeah. it if that's what you're looking for. Big crunchy riffs, big loud, mean vocal, uh, four tracks. Uh, how long is this exactly? Like forty two fifty one. Yep. So not terrible. Um, decent length. Uh, I thought the uh, permanent, the artificial brain records uh, moved quite well for their length. Yeah, actually same. 47 minutes and 45 minutes respectively. I was just like, oh, these kind of went by pretty fast. Yeah. Um, And then we get to the longest record. And the most different of the lot. Mm -hmm. Um, Atlas Sounds Parallax, which is uh, just shy of uh, uh, 49 minutes, uh, about 48 and a half. This is released in 2011 via 4AD. Atlas Sound is the side solo project of one Deer Hunters, Bradford, God damn it, Bradford Cox. Uh, this is some dreamy indie pop rock in roll. I don't know. Yes, almost said that there's almost like a little bit of a rockabilly influence, maybe, too. Yes. Uh, I learned going off of that beautiful uh, yeah. of the album artwork, which is a picture of Bradford holding like an old timey mic up close to their face, kind mm-hmm. of like a crooner would um, on the album artwork. Uh, this is pulled from the wiki, so don't sue me. Uh, the artwork features a photograph of Bradford Cox taken by Mick rock who had previously shot photographs for albums such as raw power, the madcap laughs and transformer. Um, Raw Power is Iggy Pop, if y'all are unaware, and Transformers, Lou Reed. I don't know the Madcap Laughs. Do you? No. Okay, so. (laughs) Uh, Cox met Rock through Michael Stipe, and the two quickly became friends. The cover's artwork was meant to reflect the influence classic rock and rock and roll had on Cox when he recorded the album. Unlike previous Atlas Sound album covers, Parallax's cover did not feature faces obscured by lens flare. By not covering his face with the flare, Cox... Cox felt that the album cover effectively conveyed the loneliness he experienced creating the album. That's which cool. is interesting. Showing his face shows that he's lonely. Hiding his face shows that he's not. <laughs> he's a strange bird. Yeah. The, uh, 
picture on the cover also kind of reminded me of just like a uh, still from like a David Lynch 100%. movie or something too. So I think that's where also kind of the the rockabilly sort of like gothy 100%. vibe kind of came in. Um, of the album title, uh, Parallax, uh, Cox said, it's all about Parallax, man. Five, oh, man, I miss Bradford Cox interviews, dude. He would just go off. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, just once we get to the deer hunter yeah. episode. Yeah, I love that goddamn band. Uh, it's all about parallax, man. Five years for one person is 20 for another, you know? It's like if a car is coming towards you down the highway and you're going towards it, it's like this distortion of how fast things go by. And I guess my time as a musician has gone by so fast that I realize that I have no personal life. The other guys in, in Deer Hunter, they all found things. I just have monomania. <laughs> so we made this album in 2011, and then in 2013, the next Deer Hunter album came out. And what is it called? Monomania. Ah. And it's his like mental breakdown album. And it's my nice. favorite Deer Hunter album. Oh, cool. It's, uh, and at the time, people did not like it very huh. much. And I... It's wild and it's really good. Um, and this album also got a best new music from old Pitchfork. Nice. Earning an 8.7. Damn. Which is high. And they said the third Atlas Sound record is a more complete work than any of Bradford Cox's earlier solo ventures. Cox still sounds small, alone, and cut adrift from the world on Parallax, but the way its songs breathe suggests he's more comfortable in his own skin allowing him to draw his audience closer than ever. Cool. How'd you feel about this album, Randy? Pretty good. I liked pretty much, I don't know, the majority of it. Yeah. Um, not really familiar with Bradford Cox or Deer Hunter. I'm sure I've heard a little bit of Deer Hunter, but uh, I think they're they're from around here, right? They are. They're Athens they, area. They're uh, Atlanta, athens band. I think mostly Atlanta. Cool. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, Michael Stipe, uh, REM is Athens, so there's a That's there's right. definitely a crossover. And yeah. they Deer Hunter like played Forty Watt and the Earl. Like I think oh, those wow. were their like spots. Cool. I don't think I think their last album was 2017 or 2018. Um, and I don't know what they're doing since then. I love that damn band though. Um, yeah, I got to get into them. I'm very excited to to get to those records. Uh, this is not the Atlas Sound album I knew. I knew the one before it a lot better uh, called Logos. Okay. Um, heard that one late high school, early college, I believe, and got really into it. Uh, and I didn't actually get into Deer Hunter until I want to say like 20, probably when that new album came out. Huh. I knew them, liked them. Really liked a single from that new album, so I just bought it and then ended up loving that album. Learned everyone hated it. <laughs> that happens to me all the time. That Sounds I, like it, yeah. I love an album and then cons consensus is that it sucks. And I'm just like, what the Weird. fuck? Uh, yeah, nobody gave a shit about their new album, but it got me to really sit with their back catalog uh, way deeper than I ever had. And I was just like, holy hell, there's a lot here that I really love. Um, Monomania. <clears throat> And uh, uh, their their latest one, I would say, would be cool, fun places to start. Nice. Um, so tracks for this, uh, for me, uh, immediately the standout was Te Amo. Okay. I really liked Amplifiers. Amplifiers was the first note that I had was that I loved his vocal. Nice. Yeah, yeah, lot. same. Uh, 
but Teamo's mu- uh, musically, I really loved it, and I loved how dreamy it was. Um, the title track, I really loved the lyric, uh, Your Pain is Probably Equal, the repetition yeah, yeah, yeah. of that happening over and over. Um, Mona Lisa is like the most straightforward rock track. It's a good one. Yeah, yeah and it's so damn, the, the chorus, the ugh, just very good song. Yeah. Really, really dug that one. Uh, the harmonica on Praying Man. I liked quite a bit. And the harmonica comes back later on Lightworks, which is a uh, solid closer. Um, Doldrums was one of the highlights for me as well. Uh, loved it musically. Um, Terra Incognita uh, was recorded in his hotel room, as was Flagstaff. Oh, wow. So if you notice, those are a little um, lighter on production. That's yeah. that's why those cool. were uh, recorded outside the studio. Huh. Um, I really think Teamo might be my standout, but the one that I went back to immediately was Mona Lisa. Okay, nice. Yeah. So, would you say that amplifiers would be yours? Uh, probably. Yeah, Mona Lisa and amplifiers. Yeah, Mona Lisa is so fucking good. Yeah. Uh, this was a Hannah purchase. Um, oh, nice. That I don't remember if I bought it for her or she bought it, but she wanted it. Was the point? This is her favorite Atlas Sound album. Um, I still need to get logos, but I don't know the other one at all. Mm. Um, I've just never listened to it because I'm a fake fan. So I am more of a Deer Hunter fan, clearly, but um, this is a this isn't that far off from what they sound like, but it it is they're working with different elements within the same bag. If okay. that makes sense. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is this the last thing he did as uh, yeah. Atlas Sound? Yeah. This is the last solo thing he did. Uh, so it's been over 10 years. Um, and again, I don't know if Deer Hunter's just chilling for a bit or or what, but they have not, I don't think they've toured any time recently. Um, he does have, I believe it's called Marfan Syndrome. Huh. Do you know, it's where your like, appendages, your limbs continue to grow? Really? Weird. Yeah. Have you not heard of it? Like your yeah. arms and legs and fingers and stuff just like grow uh, your neck. Like, yeah, it's not like, it's not like at a rapid rate or, <laughs> or anything, but he, yeah, it's Mar- Marfin syndrome. So I don't wow. know. I don't know if, uh, if any of his health stuff has anything to do with them not touring, but, um, I wish them well, uh, whatever. Whatever is happening in their life, I wish them well. Because a uh, great band and uh, really uh, love their music. Um, outside of that little rant, Randy, do you have anything else to say about Atlas Sounds Parallax? No, uh, dug it, and yeah, looking forward to getting into uh, Deer Hunter. There's there's a band named Deer Tick yes. as well that I think I used to. I didn't get them confused, but I just like I think I just that's fair. Amalgate, put them together in my mind. That's fair. It's, I, I was on, I was the, the deer hunter, deer hunter, and, and I chose the deer hunter for a couple of years okay, and then yeah, it was yeah. just like, And no, those are two different bands too. Very yeah. different bands. Uh, nowadays I, I do not listen to the deer hunter <laughs> and I love deer hunter. Is that an equal vision band or something? They were, I believe. Yeah. yeah. But they were a band that had albums like act one and then a long subtitle act two and then a huh. long subtitle. and. Things like, what was her name? Oh, 
Oh my god. They they would like na- they had like characters and they named them. Oh my god, I can't remember it. It's so dumb, but her name was like Miss and then her last name made like a word. Huh. Like Oh, it's going to drive me insane. Anyway, whatever. We are on to our final album of the episode, and that is 2018's Beastland by Author and Punisher. This was released via Relapse Records, and mine is an icy blue clear vinyl. Nice. So a lot of clear this time. The Aceeth record was just black. The uh, Atlas Sound record was just black black uh this album received uh a lot of these got pitchfork reviews which is why i am reading them uh to y'all because it was just interesting we hadn't really had a handful of albums that had that many reviews by the same site um so this received a 7.1 from pitchfork and they said under all the aggressive metal gestures here it's impossible to miss the songful gestures embedded in beastland shown's cold fury lashes the listener but it's laced with warmer emotional undercurrents of nostalgia for the raw ragged soul of 1990s alt and indie rock which is interesting um this album is uh the first and only one not the only one i know their newer one as well crueler i think it's called but this is the first album that i heard by author and punisher but this is uh pretty well into their discography i believe this is like their fourth record i do Maybe their third, but it is uh, pretty deep in. And this is a one-man band. Did you end up watching that video I sent you, Randy? I did, yeah. It's pretty it's neat, right? Yeah. yeah. So uh, a little backstory. Author and Punisher is a one-man band from San Diego formed in January 2004 by mechanical engineer and artist Tristan Schoen. Most of the instrumentation and controllers shown uses called drone machines or dub machines are custom designed and fabricated by shown from raw materials and open source electronic circuitry shown was inspired to build his own instruments to achieve the sound he wanted that conventional instruments could not accomplish. And because of difficulty finding band members along with being a somewhat polit- Oh, and then sorry, uh, that is uh, wild. Can't find a band. Let me build some shit. It kind of reminds me of Captured by Robots. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah the grind, crazy grind band. Um, I sent Randy a video you can find. I believe it's Noisy. Yep. Did it. Um, a, a little showcase. It's only like five, six minutes long. Yeah. It's pretty short. Uh, on Tristan and his making of this, yeah. in, these instruments, these, these machines. Yeah. Apparently like a very smart, super intelligent engineer that also does like physical, like engineering physical things, not like computer things, but both, I guess. Exactly. He's an electrical engineer and uh, he has a doctorate in like sculpting, I think. He has like a PhD (laughs) in sculpting. Yeah. Dude's he looks like, young too. I think he's in his like late thirties, early forties. I would I would say like early forties at this point. Yeah. Uh dude, and he's like opening for tool now. Like tool shows for him to open. Crazy. Uh, I will say out the gate, uh, so y'all can know, this is probably my favorite album of the bunch today. And this is the one I was most curious about with you. Because I don't know your take really. Talking earlier off mic about Nine Inch Nails peaked my ear. So I was like, oh, I've never really talked to you about industrial much at all. 
And this sure. is definitely an industrial ish yeah. album. Uh, so how did you, how do you feel about that as a whole and Beastland? It's cool. I think, uh, this might be probably this and Atlas sound are the, the big standouts for yeah, me. That makes uh, sense. This week. Um, I like, I think the sort of noisier stuff more than when he goes a little bit like singing industrial. Yeah. Cool. Um, but I definitely understand I the agree. industrial, uh, elements in it. Um, definitely did kind of remind me of tool. I watched, I watched a movie recently that actually like reminded me of a, a tool video called moon garden. Mm. It's really crazy. Like a uh, fantasy adjacent sort of like, uh, but not that kind of fantasy. Sort of, yeah. It, it's weird, but uh, it just sort of really evoked sort of like Quay Brothers sort of like oh, okay. uh, stuff. And was it animated? Like, kind of? Sort of, yeah. Interesting. Um, it's interesting. Check it out. Was it in theaters? It's on a oscilloscope. It's, I, I rented it. Okay, cool. cool, um, cool. But yeah, no, this was, this was cool. Uh, I also texted you that uh, one of my friends, Jordan, back mm. home goes by a band called Reptoid, and he is a one-man band as well. So this really reminded me of sort of his music. Um, Hell yeah. Very similar. I would say that Reptoid is closer. So Reptoid is essentially all drums, but the drums are hooked up to like synth triggers and stuff. So like each drum like will make different noises. Hell yeah. Um, so he kind of like uses that for sort of like the synthesizing of sounds, but then he also has an insanely like huge pedal board that he's like manipulating with his left foot while he's playing drums. And he has like a gas mask microphone that he Fuck, yells yeah. into. Is he, he's in California? He is, yeah. When we go out there, I want to play with him. Yeah. Have him come out rad. here. Have him come visit you and we'll set up a show that he can play. Let's do it. Do that shit. Um, but yeah, his, his gear is basically just amps and like huge pedal board and then whatever he's using to synthesize uh, his stuff. But yeah, he, he's an insane person. He tours by <laughs> himself and he has like six amps or something behind him. And he Fuck just yeah. drives a van by himself and tours and unpacks all that shit by himself. Do you know Planning for Burial? By name only. By name. Yeah. That's a one-man guy who essentially, yeah, it's like a wall of fucking shit. Yeah. I don't think he does that as much these days, but I've seen pictures of just like wall of amps and it's just one dude. Yeah. Like with a guitar and like a loop pedal. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. And uh, back to Author and Punisher, his gear which he sort of manipulates. It almost looks like it, like a mech suit. It's so cool. It's very Android-like so too. so cool, yeah. But that shit looks heavy as hell too. Yeah. I don't know how he tours with it. I don't fucking know. I don't understand how people... I mean, when it's just by yourself, I guess, you have the room to do it yeah. if you get like a big True. car. But at the same time, it's like you're by yourself, so you're lugging that <laughs> shit. Anyway, uh, so about the album... <clears throat> Along with being a somewhat political album, albeit in the abstract prose, Beastland is one that explores the emotional and physical pain of our downfall. Where I'd this is from Tristan, by the way. Where I'd like to think I take in an analytical approach rather than one of pure cynicism and despair. He further stated that essentially, what I was trying to take, or what I was trying to do, is take different beasts that I would explore in each song. Jones said he was influenced by the World War I aesthetic in the novel The Fifth Season. Uh, and the track Pharmacide was clearly influenced by the pharmaceutical industry. Uh, uh, with the line, opportunistic fucks enslave you, uh, enslave and bind. Yeah, so the first thing that I ever heard by Author and Punisher was a track, uh, Ni Ni uh, Neil? Nile? 
It's nihilism, so Nile. I think so, yeah. Nile strength. Uh, that was the single from the album, and I heard that and was like, buying this, this sounds sick. And then I was taken aback by those more melodic, singy shit the sure. first yeah, time yeah. I listened to this, but it very quickly, it was like, oh, I, this is fine, I'm cool yeah, with it. Yeah, I think that's, uh, well, one of them is the speaker is systematically blown. Oh, that one has like some uh, singing stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's good. But yeah, that one de- definitely reminded me more of uh, industrial. Yeah, 100%. Stuff. Yeah. That has the line, uh, crisis of all things, but mine is the only one, uh, which just to me is speaking to the selfishness of everything's in crisis, but I'm what's important right now. Sure. Um, a little sarcasm, it felt. Yeah, overall, this album really moves. It paints like a icy, dark landscape of whatever world that this is inhabiting uh i think the hardest song is that i hate that word nihil strength yeah um that's probably the heaviest that it gets on the record um but i think my my standout is actually the title track okay really love that one and night terror as well yeah um ode to bedlam grooves oops grooves really hard uh, Nazarene, I don't know. Like this is kind of one where it's like every track has something that I really enjoyed, um, and he goes more the industrial direction on their follow up. It's even less huh. heavy, but it's it feels more even more realized. If that okay. makes sense, it's yeah, called yeah. like Crueler. Yeah, uh, solid on there. I think with the umlaut, that's still correct. Um, <clears throat> But that album's great. I need to, when I finally was ready to pick that up, the only place I knew that had it was Criminal. Okay. It was gone. Huh. And so it goes. I was finally ready to be like, you know what, I'll get, I'll spend 30 bucks and get that. Yeah. It was gone. <laughs> Whatever. But yeah, Author and Punisher uh, really sold me initially with their uh, uh, heaviness. But what kept me around is the, backstory of him creating all of his instruments and then hearing how that's executed on record is really cool um like i said about them on pitchfork uh they got a 7.1 and i feel the they tap into the fact that he's like being humorous or sarcastic i guess in a lot of his lyrics and stuff but i feel like they take it way more jokey then he like I don't think this there's like jokes <laughs> happening on this album, but like they end their review by saying no one without a sense of humor would fashion oversized control knobs sheerly to mock brow knitting DJs. Uh, <laughs> I've got one for him. Make something out of nine inch nails. That's funny. And I'm like, I get it. That's funny, but I don't think he's he's doing what he's doing as like a mockery. No, it I, may be a little tongue in cheek, but. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I will say it does look cool, but I did kind of have the thought while I was watching the video that it was like, this seems excessive, excessive yeah. or just like huge for what. Well, it's like it he's does. punching shit too. It's cool. Like you yeah. said, a mech suit. Like it looks and yeah. moves like a mech suit. Also, very, uh, I don't know how the lyrics go, but very sci fi aesthetic on oh, this it's, album it's, and another one too. Yeah, it's, it's desolate. I mean, with the album art looking like someone walking through a snow filled Chernobyl, it's like. Yeah. It's pretty wasteland. Uh, there's there's a lot of like your favorite Tony Hawk. 
Oh, it is. It is. Thank you for remembering. Uh, it's very, they have a lot of samples that feel kind of like sci-fi dispatches. Yeah. yeah almost. Yeah. That It's like this one guy's voice that keeps, today we go, like, That's right. type yeah, of yeah, stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, enjoy the hell out of this album. Yeah, um, it's this and the Atlas Sound album definitely go a little closer together in terms of electronics than sure. the rest of everything. But in terms of the couple heavy bits on this album, uh, it's hard to classify this as like metal, um, even though that's the broad scope that it gets given, <clears throat> like industrial metal. But I think Pitchfork was kind of close with calling it more in line with like that raw 90s alt industrial indie rock, like heavy yeah. sound. Um, it's good shit. If, yeah, if you're just looking for kind of heavier leaning shit that isn't uh, in the traditional ballpark, more of like tech death or doom, definitely check this out. Uh, I like them a lot. And like I said, I don't know their stuff really before it, but the album after it, Crueler, is awesome as well and definitely goes more in the like sci-fi range. And I feel like I said definitely a lot just then. So <laughs> Cool. Yeah, I'm going to check out Crueler after this. Yeah, it's a good one. I think... I want to sit with it before I say anything more, but I feel like it does work better as a whole. And that's not to say Beastland doesn't. This is just even better. So nice. Yeah. <clears throat> so that's really it. Hell yeah. Not a not a crazy one this time. I don't think sometimes we get lost in each other's eyes for three hours <laughs> and I can't tell because time just flies. But been quick uh, the last last few. Last few, yeah. Last few have been quick. Uh, Randy, I didn't float this to you prior, so sure. for this next time, I have an idea because I want to take a break from my collection. So, but I still have two that need to get out of to get us out of the A's. Okay, I I technically moved something up from G to A because I didn't know how to classify it, so we could do two and two potentially. That would be perfect. Cool. That would be perfect. What I was going to do was do the A's in your little chunk of B's that you had first. But if you moved some stuff up and you have two, yeah, that that's Randy. Cool. Let's, let's do, do a, that. Yeah, let's do that. So, uh, are yours? Do yours come before mine? Technically, in the alphabet. Uh, mine probably should have came way earlier, but I had it in G before. It's uh, I mentioned. Oh, is it a great big pile of leaves? It's not. Uh, it's a uh, friends uh, of mine. Uh, the band A.O. Gerber. Uh, mm. So her name is Alex Olivia Gerber, but the band just goes by A.O. Gerber. So I ah. had it as last name first. Oh, heard. For a Understood. Second, but I was yeah. like, I'm just going to flip it because we also mentioned them a couple weeks ago. So yep. I figured it would be cool to uh, to cover that. Um, yeah. Two two albums from them. Cool. Perfect. Uh, another place to need and meet me at the gloaming. Hell yes. Um, yeah. Very exciting. Uh, so I will add those to my listening and you need to add Ava Luna's moon Two and awake, but still in beds. <clears throat> people, what people call low self-esteem is really just seeing yourself the way that other people see you. <laughs> and that is a capital E emo album. Nice. So get ready for that. Uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to this. I kind of wanted a breather from my doing a hefty chunk. So sure. th this is good. This will be good. And I'm looking Hell forward yeah. to hearing some stuff I've absolutely never heard before again. So, yeah, it's more uh, it's more indie head stuff, you know, nice. but it's good stuff. Yeah, Cool. 
Uh, Randy, any updates? Anything you got for us? I don't. I had a uh, another thing I wanted wanted to float by. I haven't been listening to it a lot this week, but uh, I ordered a, I pre-ordered a Blu-ray off Vinegar Syndrome that is mm. music related. Inter- oh, um, I wanted to do the same thing. Don't fall in love with yourself. Uh, not about this, but uh, stop making senses coming to theaters. So oh, I wanted shit, to do right. an episode. They, yeah, they. Uh, yeah, they released that teaser trailer yep. like months ago. But it's coming in August. So cool. at least that's when the vinyl's coming out because I pre-ordered that shit. This nice. will be my third copy of Stop Making Sense. Um, I, they're all different. All of them have different songs on them. Oh, weird. It's, yeah, it's wild. Huh. Um, uh, one's like a, a, a unofficial like bootleg thing that Scott Mass produced, and then another is the official one that didn't have the full concert on it. Okay. Uh, but what is this Vinegar Syndrome thing? Uh, yeah, it's a it's a documentary that I've been trying to see. It's been playing festivals, uh, very kind of small the festival circuit, but it's called Don't Fall in Love with Yourself. It's, uh, do you know Justin Pearson or The oh, Locust? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and 31G Records. It's a uh, documentary about uh, the life and music of Justin Pearson Beautiful. and his yes. 31G Records yeah. stuff. So I wanted to, I was going to float to you as well off air that we should do, it's coming up. We're going to just do this live, baby. Because yeah. we, we, at the beginning, we wanted to talk about or we talked about wanting to do interviews and like kind of stuff outside of this. So I yeah. really wanted to start getting into that realm and covering music related film nice. as well. So perfect. When that comes in, I would love to watch that. Sweet. And we can just do an ep on that. Yeah, that would be sick. Be Take a little like, breather. Yeah. I've been looking forward to it. I follow the film account on uh, Instagram and uh, it doesn't look like it's coming to theaters anywhere near here. Uh, but yeah, I think the Blu-ray We'll maybe be here by the time this releases. So nice, yeah. beautiful. Yeah, then we'll definitely hop on that. Um, you listen. You said you weren't listening to much this week outside of that. I am uh, this week. Honestly, I've been listening to a lot of um, God's Hate. Okay, as I brought up earlier, I have been listening to them a ton. Twitching tongues again, hardcore. A lot of hardcore this week. Um, I don't know why. Just that's what's been scratching the itch lately. Yeah. Um watched uh talk to me and um that's really about it nice clot is at this point done with tour it was a massive success <laughs> we played our uh release show a massive success no one's ever seen Hell a success yeah. like it um sold out of everything we quit our jobs nice. uh everything's going so smoothly i mean you guys are huge now you were on the uh, front page of Bandcamp. so as of this recording today we are on the front page of Bandcamp. we are included in their Bandcamp roundup which is very nice but we just of the two pictures they chose they chose us and that was it's pretty rad that yeah. was nice um so yeah uh uh i just blew up and now i'm gonna act like i don't know nobody <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Randy, where can they find us? Where can they talk to us? Yeah, send you questions, can, uh, concerns. Send us an email at thevinylflooratl at gmail.com. We are only on one social media because none of us feel like signing up for a new thing. Truth. That is just as bad as another thing uh, or just as pointless. Uh, so, yeah, you, you know, maybe this, this podcast will have a small reach because we're only on one thing, but that's the way we're doing it. So you can find us on Instagram, uh, I guess, just at the vinyl floor. Hell yeah. And uh, yeah, the Vinyl Floor Podcast that's is right. on Instagram. And yeah, that's about it, y'all. Just hit us up if you got questions, concerns, if you want to tell Randy how handsome and beautiful his voice is. Uh, you don't know what we look like, but... Uh, it's true. 
but our voices are handsome and beautiful. So you can tell Randy that. Don't tell me that I'm married. Uh, We will talk to you next week, though, with another handful of albums. Later, y'all.